Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 138. We are 138. <laughs> we are 138. Finally, Indeed. I can say that on air. Yes. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us. We're going to talk about punk and listen to punk music for an hour. It's cool stuff. Yeah. About an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes to be exact. Uh, that's about how long each episode is now. So I hope you enjoy. You're here. Uh, get involved. Let us know. ton of bands. Reach out. A lot of great music for us to be going through. And uh, we'll be coming up on future episodes. We have a ton. And even though it seems like a huge pile, we're going to get through it. Yeah. That's how we do it. We will. We got a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we enjoy it. When you do it for the love, that's, you know, it's, it's worth it. It's not work. It's fun. And yep. look forward to every single thing that we're going to go through. Despite the fact that it is overwhelming, it is fun to go through. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot There's a lot worse shit that I would be uh, overwhelmed by and such an abundance of right <laughs> i'd rather it be music exactly especially music we enjoy yes particularly punk rock music and hardcore music and everything under that sun exactly well speaking of new stuff there's a lot of new stuff coming out and has come out so this is all february stuff february 1st through february 21st so starting on the first the elite came out with reason for my sin ep it's very good check it out Backbreaker with the Backbreaker EP. That was February 1st. Check it out. Very good. Punka with Ever Get the Feeling You've Been Cheated. Again, the first. Heard some of that. Definitely good as well. Wrong Life, Death to the Encore Demo on the second. The Crash Mats, the Adams, the Werecats, and Skimmer Four-Way Split. That's two tracks apiece on that. Eight total tracks. They called it Three Chords, Two Teeth. That was also the second. Capgun Heroes with Who the Fuck Are These Dorks? <laughs> <laughs> they put that out on the third. That's a great name. Well, let's find out. <laughs> uh, Sunset put out the Destroyer single on February 3rd. Hotel Murder with the Ripper single on February 4th. Fuck. F-O-C with La Ferra... La Ferra... Ferrotolge. Ferrotolge, I think. There you go. Yeah. I like your way better. February 5th. Hobart put out Throw Away the Dishes, February 6th. That was on Little Willie Records. This and the next two aren't specifically brand new as of that date, but if you go to Little Willie Records' Bandcamp page, that music has been posted for you to purchase and to listen to, and I recommend it. There's a lot of really good stuff there on Little Willie Records to check out. The next two from Little Willie Records are both Artless Motives, uh, The Liz Fair, Conspiracy on February 6th as well, and then they put out the Corn Dog Conspiracy. So check all those out. I don't know the actual release dates on those. I'm sure that all of them are not original, brand new as of that date, but uh, definitely worth checking out. So check those out as well. Uh, Spanish Love Songs put out Brave Faces Everyone on the 7th. Speedmobile put out EP on the 7th. Laughing in the Face of with Here Lies Ordinary on February 7th. The Knockbacks put out the Aussie Spirit. That's a single. All funds go to the wildlife, uh, the fire that happened, and to, to kind of help the wildlife, all that stuff that's happened there in Australia, February 7th. So go on to Bandcamp, pay a dollar, 
you'll get a cool song, and then the money's going to something good, right? Exactly. <laughs> Loose Behavior put out The Problem With You on February 7th, and More Kicks with Blame It On The Satellite on February 7th. Of that next one on the 8th, Day Drinker put out Day Drinker Demo. Those tracks sound better than a demo. Uh, it's coming out from the Netherlands. Thank you, Bart, for sharing that with me, and I can't wait to get it on the show. Eric, you want to take off uh, from the 10th on? Sure will. Uh, yeah, like we said, starting on uh, February 10th, we have Soki releasing their self-titled album. Then we have The Sawed Offs, From the Minds of Assholes, on the 11th. On the 12th, we have our very own Press Gang Union releasing their first album, I believe, When the Storm Hits. First proper falling from these guys. And can't wait to hear that when it comes out. On the 14th, 14th, Day of Love, very big day, very big release day, I should say. We have a personality coat, a personality cult, my bad, with New Arrows. We have Hersblut with Berliner Jungs. We have The Dead Notes with Courage. And we have Boviche with us doing a split with Hurt Piece called Flatline. And we have Malavista with Relegated Lover, single. And that rounds it up for the 14th. Then we have a pretty big gap without any releases. And then we jump to the 21st with Slander Tongue. Again, another self-titled. Then The Monsters, I'm a Stranger to Me EP. Then The Concrete Elite, Absolute Guard. And then Downcast would Tell Me I'm Alive on the 21st. We played that Downcast song uh, last, last episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And great enthusiasm for it. I'm interested to see where that new sound is going to take them. So looking forward to that one. Also really looking forward to that Concrete Elite. I love what they put out. Yeah, they're good. Just blistering, hardcore type stuff. <laughs> old, old school raw sound. And... Yeah, what are you looking for on here, Dustin? Uh, that Mala Vista, I like that band. They're out of New York, so I, I, I want to check out that single. Perfect, right? Relegated Lover for uh, Valentine's Day. I love it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, that big gap you pointed out, I'm sure there's going to be more stuff. So next episode, there's going to be a, I'm going to have some stuff to fill in that gap. I just didn't get a chance to get a little ahead. Yep. We got a big, we got a big pile to go through. <laughs> yes. Uh, that Press Gang Union for sure. Hersblut uh, with Berliner Jungs. I've already seen the video for the single off of that, and so I'm definitely excited to check out the rest of that album. Uh, the Sawed Offs, I've already heard half of it. It came out yesterday. I already bought it, got it off Bandcamp. Seven Sweet. bucks, go get it. Uh, love the Sawed Offs. Had him on the show shit, about two and a half years ago. Minner himself was on the show. Uh, definitely want to see the him come back to the show. He's fun interview. And then the From the Minds of Assholes was really good, uh, what I've heard so far. So looking forward to getting that on the show. Uh, the Artless Motives, I've heard most of the stuff. Hobart, all of that's really good from Little Willie Records. That's why I'm recommending getting out there, listening to it. Hotel Murder was good. I've already heard that single and the single they released, mm -hmm. which was called Hotel Murder, uh, <laughs> back in the fall. And then that Cap Gun Heroes is coming up on one of the Punkanoi Worldwide episodes coming soon. So be on the lookout. There's a lot of really good stuff. Those first two I told you, the Elite and Backbreaker. I know I'm starting to get into shit I've already talked about, but a lot of really good stuff uh, being released and coming up for release. Indeed, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a fun time trying to get through all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of new stuff. We started our list here on this episode, February 1st. The day before that, 
on January 31st is your track. Yep, that is the Dropkick Murphys with their new single, Smash Shit Up. And yeah, quite an anticipated single. They kept teasing us with not giving us an exact release date. They just said end of January. So for those last few days of January, just constantly looking out for that single. And then finally, it dropped. And I didn't see it until February 1st, so... As far as I know, they ca- they probably could have dropped it at 11.59, <laughs> January 31st, <laughs> at literally literally the 11th hour. But it finally released. I listened to it uh, via YouTube, watched the music video. Definitely watched the music video. Isn't that a yeah. good video? That's it's fun. a great video. I mean, they're just in an abandoned house, and they are doing what exactly the title entails, smashing shit up with baseball bats and you know, just kicking it around. Backhoe, and, just wrecking the building. Yeah, <laughs> the very end, Ken Casey is handling a backhoe, which who would give that man a backhoe? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a couple of guys in the band blasted him with the the paintball guns. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a it was just a hectic scene to watch. It was something straight out of like a it looked like it was straight out of a riot, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and it it coincided with the music very well and the music itself, you know. That's got that Irish feel. It's definitely got that, those kind of swinging guitar chords and those drums that just kind of make you want to grab your friend next to you, lock his arm around him, and just sing through uh, through pints of Guinness, pretty much. Well, the, it's a cool disc, so you can go get the the digital copies if you want, uh, like iTunes, wherever else. But if you want to buy the vinyl, it's a 12-inch picture disc that has both tracks. So Smash Shit Up's what we're going to play here. But The Bonnie is the other track that you could get that they also put out. Yeah. And The Bonnie is like a classic uh, Celtic song. Right. uh, Most bands who have like Scottish or Irish heritage have covered it once or twice. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, definitely had had to put something on there. But, yeah, we will be playing Smash Shit Up. Let's listen to it.
just want to smash shit up now. I, yep. <laughs> it's taken everything not to break this table in half now. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely a, definitely a great song from the Murphys. It's good to know that they still have it, especially after all these years. And I feel like this is an interesting song because it's kind of paying ode to uh, where the band stands right now. I mean, you get the theme, especially in that chorus, how they're just like, yeah, I feel, I feel like I miss the old days, you know. Yeah, I have it better now, but I want that danger back. <laughs> Just to kind of feel like you earned something again. Which uh, I feel is the case for a lot of these uh, older punk rock bands of like, you know, the earlier generations. And yeah, they've made it. They've, you know, secured themselves in a... As not just like legendary status, but also like financial status. This band is their career. Right. But it's a, still a punk rock band. They still have to have some element of grit to it. Absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of people claim that a lot of the grit's lost when you uh, are so comfortable in uh, uh, making music. You know, there's not really much of a struggle through it anymore. And now this is kind of what they're bringing up, up in these songs. So I definitely feel that. Yeah, I definitely feel that in there. Absolutely. Struggle is real in, uh, in more ways than one. Now it's just kind of like a mental struggle. <laughs> well, if you like it, go buy it. You can, if you want the vinyl, the picture disc is pretty cool. And you should definitely at least, at the very least, go watch that music video because it's pretty cool. Yeah, do it. It's a lot of fun. It's nice to know Murphy still have a lot of uh, sense of humor in their tech. <laughs> <laughs> Always have. That's one thing that's not going to go away. A lot of the music that I'm going to play today is very similar style of music. It is aggressive. Some may consider it to be oi, somewhere between oi, street punk, hardcore. But mm-hmm. it's all, I think it's all pretty aggressive stuff. Let's jump in. Liberty and Justice just released Just Us. <laughs> so they, that, that EP came out uh, 12-10, so December 10th. Uh, last year, I went and saw them up at Northeast Oi Fest in Connecticut. So that was April, and they had just released their full length there. So the band's called Liberty and Justice, and then the album's called Four, with the number four, and then All, Liberty and Justice for All. And this one is Just Us. Uh-huh, I see. See that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's do some immigrant rock and roll from the guys from Houston, Texas. This is Liberty and Justice. 
That's Immigrant Rock and Roll. Immigrant Rock and Roll. Kind of an interesting title there. <laughs> uh, great band. I love Liberty and Justice. Uh, if you haven't heard them, I've played them on the show before. So go back to those episodes. Find Liberty and Justice or just go find them. Find the band. Check out their uh, full length and check out that EP. They have a lot of cool music to check out. This is a good band out of Texas. Playing a lot of shows there in Texas and then uh, obviously outside of Texas when they head up to stuff like the Northeast Oi Fest and various other yeah. festivals. Yep, they will be there. <laughs> yes. All right. Next band is from uh, a southern state as well, but not that kind of southern state. They're from uh, Tucson in Arizona. <laughs> Just south of us. <laughs> yes. Uh, we don't play enough Arizona bands. There's a lot of good Arizona bands. This band out of Tucson is the Thug Riot. They just came out with the Spirit of 86 EP, and that was also in December. That's how far behind I am. Like, I'm listening to this music, and I want to play stuff, <laughs> and it's like two months, a lot of the shit. So I got to figure out how to get <laughs> caught up. Like I told us said on the last episode, I'm going to try to do a whole bunch of new stuff, a handful of new episodes over on Punkanoi Worldwide. So if you want to hear some new stuff, check out some new music, I'm going to play a shit ton of it over the next two months and get a whole bunch of this caught up. That way here on the Punk Cast... I'm picking some shit, because Eric's picking some pretty new shit, mm-hmm. uh, pretty regularly. Last episode, he picked one that's coming out like two weeks from now, and then... <laughs> that's how far ahead I am. <laughs> this week, he picked one that was like a week and a half ago. So, uh, I got to get caught up, because I should have been playing these a while ago. This is Thug Riot. The song's called Slippin' and Slidin', and it's from the Spirit of 86 EP. Fucked up!
That's Thug Riot. I think I said, called the song Slippin' and Slidin'. And if I did, I fuck me. I, <laughs> it is Sippin' and Slidin'. Ah. Okay, so forget that I said Slippin'. I got the L on the next word and I fucked it up. So it's Sippin' and Slidin' <laughs> off of Spirit of 86 EP. That is Thug Riot out of Tucson, Arizona. Oh, they got you. Yes, they did. <laughs> Tongue twisting me up on something so simple. It was good, though. <laughs> All right, so that's some new stuff that we got going on. We're going to play some older tracks here. Eric, what do you have this week? Well, as, you, as I mentioned before, last week we played the new uh, Downcast song, and I mentioned that it was a different style uh, as opposed to the older material they released back in the early 90s. Plus there's a big gap, right? Yeah, big gap huge between, gap, 25-year yeah. gap. Like The last thing they released was in like a... Uh, 1992, I want to say. I think that's right. Sounds yeah. right. 1992 was the last thing they released, and then they weren't doing anything with that band anymore. I think some of the other members went on to uh, uh, to other projects. I, I didn't do a deep dive into their... I haven't either. ...into their history, but I did a deep dive on their music. And there was an EP that they released in 1990, simply titled the Downcast EP, and it just reminded me of that... Uh, of that style of hardcore that was kind of being called new school hardcore. It wasn't exactly the, it wasn't exactly attached uh, fully to its punk roots, uh, like you heard in a Minor Threat or a Bad Brains or a Dead Kennedys, um, but it was more like in tune with the uh, later '80s hardcore bands, especially the ones that came out of New York, like bands like Judge or the Cro-Mags, you know, who had a bit more of a metal edge to them. And they were kind of breaking off from the punk roots and kind of existing as just hardcore. But it wasn't quite going into that metalcore realm, too. Okay. So, so yeah, I feel like Downcast is one of those bands that epitomizes that transitional period in the late 80s and early 90s from when hardcore was getting more, uh, was getting heavier, pretty much, and kind of being ushered into a new... Uh, to a new evolutionary step. So okay. with that, let's listen to the song Force from Downcast.
Yes, that's downcast. Yep, that is downcast. As you can see, a bit of a stark contrast to what we listened to last week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, last week... uh, I pointed out a little bit more technical in the drumming and also kind of the guitar work, uh, showing off more melodies and kind of what could be done with uh, two guitars. Whereas this one is just kind of like that same riff throughout most of the song, that just open note chugging. Which I also want to point out, you're hearing a lot more of those uh, metal songs. One song kind of came to mind was Domination by Pantera. Okay. How that just just carries out through the whole verse. Downcast did something similar here. So that's what I mean by it was kind of like uh, taking more from like the metal spectrum as opposed to the punk spectrum. Gotcha. Yeah, but the drums you hear are definitely more punk. It's like bum bum da dum bum 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 instead of like just blast beating the whole damn way and right. You know, keeping it simple. You know, and also the sound qualities intrinsic of those uh, punk values as well. Just like total lo-fi production and just <laughs> you know can only hear the bare bones right. of what they're representing. But but yeah, that was downcast. Uh, again, not a lot to uh, uh, not a lot to dig up on them. They have a very uh, stark discography. But if you like what you're hearing here, then listen to that older stuff, and maybe you might be into what they're doing in their new stuff as well. And the new stuff's coming out next week on the twenty first. Next week, I can't, I can't wait to hear it. Maybe there will be another song on there that needs to be played. But we'll see. <laughs> Before we move on, uh, while we're on the topic of hardcore music, there's a uh, bands. So I want to thank Eric Sherman there out of Vermont. I'm getting ready to do some uh, uh, Punkanoi Worldwide. I'm going to feature a bunch of bands from New Hampshire and Vermont next week's episode. So not the one that came out this week, but the one next week. And so a bunch of great bands and a lot of cool hardcore music coming from New Hampshire and especially Vermont. Uh, Helping curate the the playlist there is Eric. Feed me a bunch of great bands, including the band that he plays in now, which is Old North End out of Burlington there in Vermont, and then band he used to play with called 12 Times Over. So definitely check those bands out. I'm going to be playing them on Punkanoi Worldwide, but also trying to fit some of that stuff that I'm playing from the Vermont, New Hampshire, especially that hardcore stuff here on Punkcast in uh, the coming month or so. Right on. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play my older or lesser known track. Uh, The band is Foreign Legion. They're out of Wales. They released in 2016, uh, Always Working Class. They've been around a long time, 1984. So older (laughs) band for sure, but a a newer track from an older band. Uh, When I say newer, that's uh, four years ago. This is Our Music is the name of the track. Here is some of our music. Music, it comes straight from the heart. 
This is our music. That was Foreign Legion, and I lied. I said I was going to be, all my picks were aggressive, and so <laughs> so fucking what. That That's tough. Foreign Legion. The album's called The Always Working Class. This is our music. You should check it out. Uh, just got re-released on digital, uh, I want to say on Lake Town Records, maybe? It's on Bandcamp. Go look up uh, Foreign Legion. You'll find it. Uh, if you got the vinyl, awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's. Uh, there's a band. They're on tour. So this is the segment where we like to talk about shows and tours and such. So uh, there's a whole bunch of bands that will be coming to town. Not a lot of bands coming to town that are on my radar anyway in the next couple of weeks. Minus yeah. the toasters. But the toasters that come to Utah, it seems like at least once a year. So this is their yearly trip in. The toasters have been around forever yeah, 1981, if you want to be specific. They are from New York City. Uh, they're going to be here in Salt Lake City. I believe it's on Friday, on Valentine's. So 
Yes, if you want to go see, uh, if you're here in Salt Lake City and you need something to do on Valentine's, take your date out to Liquid Joe's and go see the Toasters. Not a bad idea. Uh, tonight, on the 11th, they'll be in Bellingham, Washington. The 12th, <coughs> Winnetachi, Washington. They'll be at the Shredder in Boise on the 13th. The 15th, they'll be in Casper, Wyoming. 16th, they'll be in Omaha, Nebraska. 17th, Des Moines, Iowa. Moline, Illinois at the Blackhawk Room on the 18th. They'll be in Minneapolis on the 19th. The 20th, they'll be in Madison, Wisconsin. Reggie's Music Joint in Chicago on the 21st. 22nd, Grand Rapids, Michigan. On the 23rd, Buffalo, New York. 24th, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They'll be at Cosmic Charlie's there in Lexington, Kentucky on the 25th. On the 26th, Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee on the 27th. The 28th. These guys don't take a fucking day off. They just fucking play and play and play and play. <laughs> this list keeps going. Oklahoma City on the 28th. Fort Worth, Texas, 29th. Oh, there's their gap. They take a break. That's their last here in the U.S. until March 12th, where they'll be in Brazil. They'll be all over in Brazil. Santos uh, on the 12th. Sao Paulo on the 13th. Ribeira. Ribeira. I'm probably saying that shit wrong. On the 13th there, 14th of March. Uh, Curitiba on the 15th. Essen, then they'd uh, take some time off. So just four shows in Brazil. And then in April, they're heading over to Essen in Germany. April 15th, Rostock, Germany. Uh, on the 16th, they'll be in Copenhagen in Denmark. Gothenburg in uh, Sweden on the 17th of April. Uh, Stockholm, Sweden on the 18th. Osnabrück, Germany on the 21st. So there are a couple days off there. Dusseldorf in Germany on the 22nd. Hamburg on the 23rd, Flensburg on the 24th. This list keeps going. This is fucking long. There is a whole bunch. They'll be in the UK uh, in October, so October 7th through 18th. Uh, I don't know why. Oh, they're doing the Supernova Ska Festival July 14th in Hampton, Virginia. They will be Serbia uh, in July, Czech Republic in July, Poland. Uh, July 3rd, uh, they're doing New York, and they're doing Florida in June, France, Switzerland, Germany, all of that shit in May. So April into May, there's just fucking time. Fuck time. They're, they're busy. And then they have the year-end show at the moon. There you go. <laughs> On the moon. There you go. <laughs> so... The Toasters, go find them at The Toasters on Facebook. You can see that whole entire schedule. If you want to see The Toasters, odds are likely The Toasters are coming to play somewhere near you. We're going to play a track from The Toasters off of Don't Let the Bastards Grind You Down. This is a cover from the Spencer Davis Group. They recorded this track in 1966. Wow. The Toasters recorded it far later than that. The track is Gimme Some Lovin'.
that's a really good track for a ska band cover. Yeah, uh, it turned out well. <laughs> you know, I love the best cover songs are those that are uh, those that are covered and. The band that's covering it makes it their own. Right. You know, and that is definitely one. You definitely feel that 60s vibe yep. in there with those kind of like a booming kind of jazz style drums that is. Yeah, and also even just reminds me of like a, the, the style of jazz that came out in like the 30s or the 20s, something like that. Yeah. But that being said, you know, I appreciate bands that have the musicianship to just kind of carry it into uh, different dimensions. And that's what the Toasters did here. A lot of, a lot of fun. Fun song. <laughs> Well, catch them on tour if you're here in Salt Lake. You can see them on Valentine's Day. And otherwise, uh, I read a fucking long list. I'm not doing it again. Go, go, go to Facebook. <laughs> and you, go, you got a rewind button. Down. Yeah, just scoot back a little bit. You can hear it all again. I'm not doing it twice. Uh, any concerts or live shows on your radar? Uh, local shows? Anything? Uh, not off of the top of my head, at least not for this month. It seems like all the, all the shows... Uh, the local shows I'm looking forward to are going on in March. However, there was a show that I played just a couple days ago at the Gold Blood Collective. Yeah, yeah. It was this. Uh, it was not a punk rock show or anything. It was more of a noise show. Okay. Yeah. So, my band that I was in ten years ago when I was in high school, uh, <laughs> self-proclaimed asscore band called Ass Eats Foot. Which was basically a satirical send-up to all these horrible slam and gore grind and grindcore bands that were just so... That just came out and they were a dime a dozen. And they're just so terrible. <laughs> just, but we decided to take it a step further and just make it so tasteless and just so bad. And just make it basically the epitome of noise, not music. <laughs> and, and we've been doing it for about 10 years. We have our stuff up on Bandcamp, whatever. And But the thing was, we never really played a live show, at least not a proper one. And just uh, last Friday, I think it was Friday. Yeah, definitely Friday. We finally got to play our, sh play our show. We played with uh, Believes in Ghosts. We played with uh, Dick Blood, Attorney at Law, DDS, CPA, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which is basically the guys from the band Yeti Warlord just doing a different project. And also played with Serpents of the Rainbow, guys who mess around with the mixing boards and uh, uh, modded synthesizers, uh, MIDI keyboards. That's what I was thinking okay. of. Yeah, definitely a lot of really cool sounds. And then you had Acid's Foot, which was basically just an onslaught of everyone who played, playing whatever they wanted. <laughs> it's just basically free-form jazz. And meanwhile, me and my friend, we doused ourselves in fake blood. We were playing up there with our swimming suits. Awesome. <laughs> and as soon as the chord and the music starts playing, music, the sound starts escaping. As soon as the noise happens? <laughs> you know, we just start rolling around. We just start acting crazy. We're The fake blood is making a slip and slide all over the place. And there was so much. Uh, we had a guitarist, uh, two guitarists, me on bass. We had a drummer, we had a saxophonist playing two saxophones at the same time, and of course the Dick Blood guys were screaming through their pedal boards and their amps. So, so much sound and so much electricity happened at the same time, we blew a fuse five minutes into our set. Wow. And the breaker box was in a building that they didn't have access to, so the show ended right there. But that's when I turned to our sax player. I was like, hey, that's your cue. So all of us just laid down on the ground in like the puddle of blood and sweat and 
whatever else. Oh, by the way, there was a live grill. <laughs> we had a grill set up on a table with a Morrissey banner saying, meat is murder. Awesome. But we had real steak. <laughs> and at one point during the set, I just felt this, this thing of me just come slapping me in the face. And then I realized our grill master, wearing a Sharon Tate mask, was just beating me with this T-bone. <laughs> so along with everything else that was going on, there was a smell of meat just <laughs> ruminating in the venue. <laughs> it was a, a shit show. It sounds like it. Yeah. So anyway, we just laid down on the ground, and we just were played out with a five-minute sax solo. <laughs> Did you, do you have any video of this for people we to go do. check out? Though? We do. We had... <laughs> The joke was we had uh, more cameras than people at that <laughs> show. So, but yeah, we had like uh, three people working, uh, working cameras, taking photos, taking uh, and taking videos. Because uh, this one guy actually wanted to do a documentary on this band because, despite all of it, it is pretty unique, <laughs> and it is pretty, it is pretty ridiculous the effort that went into this show to make it such a memorable. Horrible experience, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun while we did it. And surprisingly, the Gold Blood guys they invited us back, so awesome. we, we'll have another one in the works. So, Excellent. Well, be on the out, lookout. Come check out Assy's foot. It's so terrible you can't ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some great cover to cover albums. We're at that midway point of the show. What do you have for us this week? Well, it's episode one thirty-eight. It is episode one thirty-eight. So. We had to do a little send-up to the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm talking about the Misfits. So, the Misfits, if you don't know them, I would be surprised. The Misfits have tr- transcended being a band to just being a, uh, to being a brand, almost. I mean, that Fiend Skull has transcended just being the logo for the Misfits to being a pop culture icon. Sure. <clears throat> like, it is up there with, like, I would say, the Rolling Stones' tongue in terms of uh, rock and roll iconography. And it came from and the movie, like the 50s movie, I think, Crimson Ghost. Yes. Yes, it Something did. Something like that. And so nobody remembers it from that shit. But of course. absolutely <laughs> they remember it from the Misfits. Yep. The Misfits, they have been like a, they have been a staple in punk and hardcore music. And of course, you know, that they knew how to market themselves. They, outside of just like the... Uh, just their few albums they put out in the '80s, and the and Jerry only kind of keeping the Misfits alive in the studio throughout the '90s and the 2000s. Arguably not the best material that the Misfits put out, but some people have a soft spot for it. Like me, I think I like the I like the American Psycho album that came out in like '95, '96, somewhere around cool. there. Um, but yeah, a lot of people say that the older the older Misfits stuff is where they're true that their true sound came from. So with that said, the album that I chose from the Misfits, and this is my personal favorite, would have to be Static Age. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, and Static Age has a bit of a bit of a convoluted history. It was recorded in the late 70s, in 1978. And makes it older than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely older than me. Uh, but yeah, the thing was, they couldn't find a label to properly release the album. So they basically just took some of the singles, including like Attitude and uh, Hollywood Babylon, Last Karis, and of course, We Are 138, and just released them as that until 1981, I think, they finally released Walk Among Us, and everyone thinks that's the first Misfits album. Technically, it was the first one released. 
But Static Age, unfortunately, didn't see the light of day until the late 90s, 1997 to be exact, when the Misfits Collection box set was released. That box set, the one that's shaped like a coffin. <laughs> yeah, along with that was like a few uh, other greatest hits that came out, like uh, some of the singles. Uh, but Static Age, finally, the original master recordings came out with a few added... Uh, with a few added touches, songs like She were not originally slated to be released in the Static Age, uh, the original Static Age release, but did come out on the collection one. So, <clears throat> so with that being said, let's get into the actual music. Like I said, one of the, uh, when the album wasn't properly released, they released them as a, a slur of singles. This is one of those singles that was released and kind of only existed as a 7-inch before being re-released in the late 90s. And this is my personal favorite Misfits song. They're owed to the late John F. Kennedy, Bullet. That is bullet, <laughs> kind of a that kind of a sick song when you really pay attention to those lyrics. It's kind of like, hey Jackie, now that your husband's dead, I'm here for you. What would you expect from the Misfits? Exactly. I mean, the Misfits have uh, built themselves up as this uh, as this uh, the only punk band at the time that just dows themselves in that B movie horror imagery and. Yeah, they really their name really kind of stand uh, is acronistic to their style because they were misfits. No other band was really doing that at the time and calling themselves a punk rock band. Right, it's like that stuff was seen as rubbish. It was too gimmicky. You know, that type of theatrics kind of take away from the fact that punk is just such a very raw and visceral genre. But the misfits were like, "Nah, we we like that stuff, so we're gonna use it." You know, the devil locks and the uh, playing in the skeleton shirts and just having all these odes to Halloween and the occult and just all these uh, B-movies, songs like Night of the Living Dead come to mind. And yeah, they were just one of those bands that uh, that just built a legacy on that as well. Like I said, the Fiend Skull is more iconic than the band's music themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
And of course, you know, people always bring up the Misfits just like, yeah, they're totally not a punk band anymore. They're playing arenas now. <laughs> Which... yeah, that's because enough people want to go see them. That's, that has no bearing, in my opinion, on what size of arena you mm-hmm. play as long as you're playing the music that you love. That just means a shit ton of people want to go see you. Yeah. You know, if you are the Misfits and you go try to play a club, then what that means is the show's going to fucking sell out. And the majority of those people that showed up at that arena aren't going to get to see the band. Exactly. Unless they played there for like a month straight. Unfortunately, the band probably can't decide to play for a month straight off of, you know, what they can make in one night. Oh, right? yeah. Well, I mean, even just the uh, the arena shows that they have been playing since they reunited in, I think it was 2016 when they did that. The yeah. Riot Fest reunion. And... Yeah, and yeah, Glenn Danzig is always saying, yeah, there's going to be no more. This is going to be the last one. And it's like, nope, there's still another one coming out. <laughs> so yeah, they haven't done like a proper like reunion tour. They just kind of play wherever. You know, they're like a big festival band. And and yeah, they have played the and yeah, they have played quite a few uh, arenas and that is because a lot of people really want to see them because this was a reunion we didn't think was going to happen. Right. You know, Jerry and Glenn fucking hated each other. And <laughs> we didn't think you know, we didn't think we were going to get to see a Misfits reunion. But, I don't know. It works in mysterious ways. You know, we didn't think Guns N' Roses was going to reunite, but True. we saw that happen. So, who, who knows what else is waiting in the wing? Maybe a Fugazi reunion. I saw Guns N' Roses <laughs> and Smashing Pumpkins are playing shows this summer, I think. Yeah, that's right. Strange combination. If you think back to, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. When those bands were kind of popular, you wouldn't imagine either of those two bands playing a show together. <laughs> yeah. But now that it's been 20-something years, now those two bands play shows together. Yep. It's kind of like, <laughs> hey, we were part of that same era. You know, who cares about the music anymore? Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I guess this is the time for reunions. I mean, Rage Against the Machine reunited. Circle Jerks reunited. Right. Looking forward to that, a punk rock bowling. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, finish out this... Yes. Uh, album one of my other favorite tracks was uh, there's just so many on this record to get through but i had to narrow it down to two and the one was bullet and another was another one that existed only in like live recordings and demo recordings and b-side seven inches and this is one of the most it also was one of the most iconic songs that came out of the misfits this is hybrid moments
I would like to have Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein on the show sometime. I think he'd be fun to talk to. Yeah, I imagine he would. He's <laughs> if we could fit him in here, right? <laughs> he might have to be a phone interview. He's massive. He might want to, like take out my doorways. Yeah, <laughs> probably be like, I can't even sitting in this down, even sitting down in this chair. I'm bent over. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Doyle play one time. They opened up for Mushroom Head. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember. I would. I, I wanted to go to that show because I was a Mushroom Head fan at the time, and I was like, "Ooh, Doyle, that would be interesting to see." But I wasn't twenty-one at the time. And I believe uh, they were playing somewhere like uh, Area Fifty-One. Yeah, yeah, it was Area Fifty-One. Yeah, and back then they were just a twenty-one up venue. They weren't eighteen plus yet. And then I think they recently changed back to a twenty-one plus. Like they don't might remember. be. I don't remember. That it's, venue's. <laughs> terrible it's up on the second floor mm-hmm. uh like five songs maybe into the mushroom head split or set it died like oh, the, the audio and they just couldn't get it going and the show ended there but we got to hear all of doyle and that was pretty fucking awesome yep that's cool yeah guys <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at what doyle's doing now he's still he's still pretty relevant and mushroom head who remembers them? <laughs> <laughs> they're falling apart. If you're a fan, they are falling apart as a band. Yeah. Hopefully they bring it back together. They haven't put anything new out in a while and got rid of band members, and it's just totally changing. So if you're into something new, go check it out. Otherwise, let's move on to something. I, I want to point out real yes. quick, though, especially that hybrid moment song. A lot of horror punk and... Uh, you know, that type of genre. I don't want to say that Psycho Billy and that so much because, you know... Misfits is not that at all, yeah. but a lot of that you hear in that music that you hear in a lot of those newer bands that do those styles of music as well. Yeah, so definitely uh, a very influential band. Absolutely, yeah, and of course, like they were. I mean, back then, of course, they were just called a hardcore band, but they are the front runners of that horror punk movement. Yeah, and a song like Hyper Moments has those. Uh, you know, those sing-songy vocals and that kind of deep drawl that yeah. Danzig and also Michael Graves eventually made famous. And you hear it in the, so many bands that have adopted that style. Right. Yeah, you know, from like Blitz Kid to our very own Zombie Cock. Both know? bands playing together coming up. Yeah. They got a show, I think, in May, May 2nd. Don't quote me on the exact date, but I think it's beginning of May. Definitely want to be there. Argyle Goolsby's cool, and I can't wait to see Zombie Cock again. It's been too long. I know. I thought they, I thought they were just uh, dead instead of undead <laughs> for a minute. That was a terrible joke. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, we're getting towards the end. Uh, I'm gonna play a band. Great cover to cover band. It's a newer band. They've only been a band. I think they'd put a demo out maybe a year ago. Not quite a year ago, but pretty close. And then they put out. Uh, Enough's Enough back in December of this past year. I like it all. It's really good. I'm going to play some of it over on Punkinoy Worldwide when I do an episode of West Virginia and Virginia Bands because these guys are from Huntington, West Virginia. The band is called Time for Choosing. Again, the album's called Enough's Enough. And let's just get into some music. This first track is called uh, We're All to Blame.
humanity is a plague. We're a disgusting, narcissistic, selfish parasite, and the world would be a better place without us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're all to blame. I like that band. Uh, are you familiar with Time for Choosing? I am not. This is my first time hearing them. Well, you know what, everybody? It is Time for Choosing. Uh, very uh, political one way or another, whatever way you think about it. Uh, I like that track. I like that band. Sometimes uh, you just need to get out there, be blunt, and say it. Yep, as is the case with a lot of uh, bands of their uh, caliber. Right. You know, a lot of these older... Uh, I don't want to say older. I don't know how old these guys new, are. New. They are a new band, yeah, man. They are, definitely, they are definitely new. I see the date on that now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they play a much older sound, you know, and that yes. that oi and that uh, kind of a, a mid-paced uh, raw punk rock. You know, the music itself is very blunt, so the lyrics kind of have to match that style sure. as well. Yeah, and the message, of course. <laughs> Well, let's continue with the message. This is the title track. It's called Enough's Enough. Again, this is Time for Choosing. That's time for choosing. Go check them out. 
Uh, I think that guitar, and this is not meant in a negative way whatsoever because I really like that band. I wouldn't put it on a great cover-to-cover album. But at times in those songs, that guitar reminds me of sounds that came through in video games from the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just hear that, and I think back to old yeah. 80s video game sounds. Like, yeah, I like I it. it. Yeah, I hear it. You know, it does sound <laughs> like it belongs in an arcade game. You're right. Meow, 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 meow. Funny because I was gonna point out that uh, yeah, that high pitched guitar tone it really adds to the track. You know, they right? really utilize the dual guitar thing. I assume they have two guitarists, one holding down the rhythm while the other's just kind of like giving these little uh, leads. Right. And yeah, and they stay there for the whole song. I've noticed, or at least most of it. Right. Yeah. So I, I like that. I, I like too. I like the added uh, the added effects, as simple as they are. It right. really goes a long way. I agree. Best time for choosing. The album is called Enough's Enough, and uh, go check them out. They're from Huntington, West Virginia. It's uh, it's about time to wrap this show up, so let's play some metal tracks so we can do that. Yeah, let's uh, keep going. Now, what I chose, again, keeping in with the theme. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, considering it's just like, well, why don't we do a whole Misfits-themed episode? But I was like, yeah, they wouldn't really fit all the slots. I mean, the newest release they did was like back in 2012 so and yeah it would basically consist of nothing but older and lesser known tracks we could have found some newer covers of misfits i'm sure maybe stuff like that i don't know yeah but even then i was uh when i was doing my next pick i was looking up uh metal bands who had covered the misfits and yeah not a lot of covers were coming up um but it did bring up something because i wanted to showcase how uh the Misfits influenced, yeah, a lot of punk bands, as we were talking about, the trailblazers of a horror punk genre. But they were also one of the first punk rock bands that caught the eye of metalheads. And I think that was in part to the fact that they had that imagery of a horror things. And that's something that a lot of metalheads were attracted to. Sure. You know, and in metal back in the time, it had a lot of, there was a lot of correlation with uh, sci-fi and also occultish uh, Im- images and things that are related to fan- fantasy and mythology, uh, just all this really far out shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so punk rock was a little just too on the nose for them and they just couldn't really get into it. And misfits were like the first band that really kind of captured their attention because of their imagery, their darker persona without changing their sound. I mean, on paper, misfits is still very much a punk rock band, but what they're singing about is like not what, other punk bands of the time were touching on, as I mentioned earlier. So, naturally, metalheads flock to them, and you still see a lot of uh, a, still see a lot of metal jackets. You probably got a big Slayer back patch, but next to that, you got a little Slayer Crimson Skull. That's what I see. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, with that, lots of metal bands have covered the Misfits, and the one that I chose was from the band Tribium, who on 2013 released their album Vengeance Falls, but there is a bonus track on there where they do not one, but two covers in the same track of Misfits songs. They do Skulls and We Are 138. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, a little. I thought it was going to be a little on the nose if we just did Misfits We Are 138 for 138th episode, but I wanted to change it up a little bit. Okay. So here's Trivium with their Misfits covers. Check it. Tonight 
So what's the significance with 138? Ah, it's shrouded in mystery. The thing is, like, uh, a lot of people just have theories on it. Okay. Yeah, the uh, 138, probably the theory that comes up the most, it had something to do with uh, a significant number that was related to a film that George Lucas did before he got famous for doing Star Wars. He okay. was doing, like, a little... Uh, little B movies in the early seventies, but I don't know what exactly it co- correlates to. Okay, because that's just kind of the thing. It could have just been a random number. Uh, my theory is that if you add up, ah, uh, uh, how did I put this? <laughs> well, maybe if you divide, day. if you uh, not if you add up, if you divide one thirty eight by two, the number is sixty nine. Okay. <laughs> so it could just be that. <laughs> it could be that simple. Yeah. One day if we get Doyle on the show, like I was talking about earlier, if we get Doyle on the show, that'll be one of the questions asked. Yeah. It's like, what does 138 mean? Just <laughs> we are 138. <laughs> because there, because that's a song that's 138 seconds long. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I don't know. But but yeah, that was a... Trivium cover. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, like we were saying earlier, you know, great cover songs are those that are like, have the added flair. Right. <laughs> and you definitely heard that in Trivium, those little triplet notes and those soaring guitar solos and just like that kind of breakdown in skulls. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love it a lot. So that was a great cover. Definitely introduced a new uh, generation of metalheads to the Misfits, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yep. That's the cool thing about making obscure covers like that. But Yep, let's continue. Let's wrap the show up with your track. I picked Nothing Left. I was looking for metal tracks back in December. These guys put out an album December 13th. Heard some of it. I liked it, so I put it on the list to play during the metal tracks. They might be more of a hardcore band. I Sometimes, uh, blur for me, it blurs the line between hardcore, metal. Fuck, maybe I should just start playing hair metal bands. <laughs> <laughs> then there's no line blurred there. All right. <laughs> It doesn't matter. This is a cool track. Nothing Left is the band. Choose Your Side is the track. The album that came out on December 13th is called Disconnected. Go check out Nothing Left.
All right. What do you think? Man, that was heavy. <laughs> that was just, that was some, what's the word? Hammering riffs. <laughs> but yeah, see what you mean. Yeah, it definitely kind of has that line between a hardcore or a metal song. That would chalk up as metalcore. <laughs> right? So I'm blaming iTunes because they don't have the right fucking proper shit to distinguish the bands in my opinion that's true at least for the styles of music that we like and that we play on this show Uh, and so bands will end up in weird fucking categories like alternative is i I think a term that should be Mm -hmm. maybe it's a term that should be used now but i definitely don't listen to whatever the fuck alternative is now (laughs) alternative is some shit that came out in the 90s and now you look back at that alternative stuff and you're like i think it was more punk i think it was more Whatever rock or whatever the fuck you want to say it yeah. is. Well, I remember, like, for a time, iTunes uh, lumped alternative and punk together. Right. You know, and now it's like a, now it's like you put the a Misfit CD in there and it will say punk. Right. All right. But I remember, like, it was just like, oh, alternative and punk. So I'm like, wait, this is a White Stripes album. It's definitely alternative rock. Right. It's not <laughs> punk. <laughs> so, yeah, iTunes is... Um, Notorious for just being so broad, categorically. Right. I mean, well, but I mean that's just because that's the nature of the beast. It's a, it is a machine. It's not human. Exactly. I'm gonna thank uh, nothing left for providing me a cool track to play on this episode and all the other bands because I like the music we play and that's why we do it. Thank you for joining us for an hour and twenty two minutes thus far of talking about and listening to punk music. Uh, you found us, but you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Music Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com, and many other places. Uh, if you like punk music, annoying music, I do play a lot of other shit on Punk Annoy Worldwide, too. So if you feel like I'm not playing everything or Eric and I are not getting to everything, go there, too. We're going to get to all this music that's coming uh, across our email and all other various sources that it's getting fed to us. Some of it's going to get played on Punk and Oil Worldwide, and a lot of it's going to get played here. We're going to get to all of it, though. So keep keep feeding it. Keep sending it our way. Yes, we will. Uh, Instagram, you can find the bands at Dropkick Murphys, at Liberty and Justice Official, at Thug Riot, at Toasters NYC, at Official Misfits, at Time for Choosing, at Trivium Band, at Nothing Left HC. See, they're a fucking hardcore band. I'm, I picked it <laughs> wrong. At SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric97. You can also find my band, Anonymous, at anonymous underscore band official. I have to keep looking at it every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can see my uh, uh, my write-ups and my articles that I do on SagansYouth.com. That Instagram is at SagansYouth. And speaking of which, we have some uh, material coming out this week. We did a few interviews last week. I'm not going to uh, drop names uh at least not until after they drop. Well, just I don't want to jinx anything. Tune <laughs> so, in. Tune in to SatansYouth.com as well. And, yeah, just keep your eye out for uh, new stuff coming your way. Excellent. You can find the bands on Facebook at Dropkick Murphys, at Priscilla's Kids, that's for Liberty and Justice, at Thug Riot, at Foreign Legion Punk, at The Toasters, at Misfits, at Trivium, at Nothing Left Band, at SLC Punkcast. 
Downcast is somewhere. I don't know if they're on any of the social medias. Uh, I couldn't fucking distinguish. There's so many bands called Downcast, and I couldn't find the right one that's from California. But if you do, that's the band that we've been playing the last two weeks. It's the one from California that had a 1990-92 release and then the new stuff this year. So go check that band out as well. Eric, any final thoughts? Well, thank you to all of our cult-style listeners. Just have to come in every week and listen to us... uh, ramble on about music that we love and hopefully that you love and also keep your uh, keep your horizons broad you know we love punk music we love hardcore music and metal you know as we've established throughout the show but right you know we don't listen to just that at least i don't oh, I, don't I don't either yeah i don't know about this guy <laughs> <laughs> so and yeah like uh just one thing that was coming up is like uh uh we played a couple of covers on this show and that just goes to show that even uh, bands who adhere to a certain musical style have different music tastes. They right. just choose the, they are, they can best represent the style of music that they love the most by playing it. Absolutely. So, yeah, just uh, yeah, just keep your keep your mind open. Listen to new music. There's more music out there. I mean, punk has had so many different subgenres because people have thought outside of the box and listened to something else. Right. And. Broke the rules, broke the boundaries, and kept things interesting. And in today's day and age, we always want to keep it interesting because a lot of things become stale really fast. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I have to say. Well, on that note, play the fucking outro. (laughs) 